Praise the Lord. This is Jacob Lovelace with The Promise Church, and we want to welcome you to our new podcast, Messages from the Promise. We want you to be blessed by the word of the Lord that's shared here each week at The Promise Apostolic Church. Hope these words richly bless you. God bless. Amen. John chapter 3. rolling down the hill there a minute ago. You know what it means if you got this in the church? You got children in the church. Amen. Bring them on. Keep rolling them down through here. Amen. We're thankful for our little children, aren't we? Amen. We are blessed. Blessed, blessed, blessed. We got the cutest. There ain't no cuter kids in the world than the ones that's right here. Look, look. That little dude right there just smiling. He is as cute as he can be. Amen. Yeah, I'm talking. Look at him smiling at everybody. He's a cutie. Amen. John chapter number three. Amen. I, I, I have been thinking for, I guess, seven to ten days in particular about the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost. We need an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Woo! I felt it when I said it. We need an old-fashioned day of Pentecost outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We need it in this church. We need it in our community. We need it in our nation. We need it all around the world. An old-fashioned, latter-day, outpouring. We used to sing a song, the former rain, the latter rain together. And I'm not talking about the weather. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. Amen. And this will probably be a two-part message. Eventually, toward the end of today's message, we're going to get to the Holy Ghost. Amen. How, how many of you have been filled? I'm not talking about you, you have the Holy Ghost in your life. But I'm talking about being filled up, baptized in the Holy Ghost. How many of you have been baptized? I've been baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you haven't experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost, before you leave this place today, that can happen for you. I'm talking about like it happened in the Bible. Woo! The way they were filled up in the Bible. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit. Amen. Which they that believe on him should receive. Amen. Amen. Well, let's preach a little while. John chapter 3. Starting with... Verse number 8, Jesus says, The wind bloweth where it listeth. That word listeth means just wherever it wants to. Wind just blows where it wants to. Comes and goes when it wants to. You, you can't, nobody can control that. It just 
happens as it wants to. It, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof. Amen. There's a sound it makes, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. Notice what Jesus says here. So is everyone. Someone say everyone. Everyone. The wind blows where it wants to. You don't know whether it's coming or going, but you can hear the sound of the wind. So is everyone. Did Jesus say everyone? So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, he's trying to share the example of the wind. He said, if I tell you of earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Heavenly things. For just a little while today, and I want you to help me pray. I, I want to see somebody filled with the Holy Ghost today. Amen. I, I want to preach to you about heavenly things. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say heavenly things. Amen. Heavenly things. We're going to talk about heavenly things today. Amen. 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 Let's pray and ask God to bless us. Lord, we love you and we thank you. For this privilege that we have had to come to your house, we've prayed and we've praised, we've worshiped. God, now we've read your word in our hearing. And I'm praying, even as I pray this, this prayer now, God, that faith would rise in the building. God, that someone would have the faith to receive the Holy Ghost today. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. And I'm nothing and I'm a nobody. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. God, in spite of me and in spite of my shortcomings and my failures. God, preach through me the infallible word of God. That someone's faith would be built through the preached word. And they would receive that wonderful gift. That wonderful experience of the Holy Ghost in this place today. We'll give you the praise, the honor, and all the glory in Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. And as you're being seated, can we give him one more? Praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm thankful that the Holy Ghost is something you can experience. It's something that you can feel. Amen. I feel, I said I feel the Holy Ghost here today. John chapter 3. I'm not going to preach very long this afternoon, but would you just be with me and stay with me here for just a few minutes. John chapter 3 
is one of the most recognized passages and chapters in the Word of God. We hear about it a lot. And most of the time, it's from John chapter 3, verse number 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. If you're a Christian, uh, regardless of your denomination, you have heard John 3, 16 many, many times. And most of us can quote it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. I, I remember uh, growing up, there was a guy, I don't know how he got into all of them, but uh, about every major league ball game and, and NFL football game uh, uh, and other professional sporting events, there was a guy, as the camera would pan the crowd, you'd see this guy holding up John 3.16. Y'all remember that growing up? There was a... I don't remember who that guy was, but uh, anyway, he, he, that was his sort of his life mission. I'm going to go to all these sporting events, and I'm going to hold up John 3.16. Then, secondarily, another reason for the popularity of John chapter 3 is verses 1 through 7, where Jesus explains to Nicodemus, this man named Nicodemus, that you must be born again. Again, if you are a Christian... You've heard that many times. You must be born again. That being born again is part of the, uh, uh, the new birth or being saved experience. I saw a meme not long ago. And there was a, uh, the, the meme was two lines. And someone was sitting at a desk, maybe something like this. And, and over the desk would have been a sign right here. And it said, John 3.16 above the sign. And there was a line of people, as far as you could see, behind that booth. Well, then there was a booth right beside of it that you had another choice. And there was a person sitting behind that desk. And above that sign, by that little desk, it said, John 3, 1 through 15. And there was nobody in line for that desk. Poor John 3, 1 through 15. You know, nobody wants to hear much about John 3, 1 through 15. Nicodemus, in this passage, is a believer. Amen. He believes in Jesus. However, at this point, he is a sort of a closet believer. Sort of a low-key Believer, if you, we got some of them even today, you know, we got some low-key believers. You know, I, I believe, but I don't want to get too crazy with you. You know, I, 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 I and so Nicodemus, the Bible says there in John chapter three, verse two, that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, low-key, after the businesses had closed and most people were in the house, you know, watching. Well, I don't guess he's watching TV back then. <laughs> but whatever you did, at that time, he, he, he went to Jesus by night. And here's what he said to him. He, he was real quiet and real subtle and, and, and closet with it, you know. And he went to Jesus by night. And he, hey, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Make sure nobody's coming. For no man could do the miracles that thou doest 
except God. You know, he was closet about it. He was undercover, Brother Ben. He, he was low-key about his faith in the Lord. You see, Nicodemus was an important man. He was a very well-known man. He was a Pharisee. And he was on the Sanhedrin council. He was a ruler of the Jews. He, 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 he helped. To, he's sort of a judge, if you will. If they had matters uh, that they needed to be brought before the court, you know, he sat uh, on the court. You know, he was of the Sanhedrin council. And so he was a, an important man, a, a descendant of Abraham. And so he couldn't afford to look too radical about his belief in Jesus. So he came by night. We know the art of teacher come from God. Amen. He was low key, but even if it was low key, there was something stirring on the inside of Nicodemus that made him want to go and meet this Jesus. But I want you to notice that Jesus, in his response to Nicodemus's low key profession of faith, did not respond low key. He, he, he didn't mince words. He didn't pull any punches with Nicodemus uh, to match his low-key profession. As a matter of fact, Jesus said this, verily, verily. Amen. Amen. That word verily means truly. Amen. Truly, truly. I know you're coming low-key and you're trying to keep it all quiet and secret, but I'm not going to answer you the same way that you came at me. Truly, truly, Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. You came in here sneaking. You came in here quiet, but I want you to know something as a matter of fact. You got to be born again. Well, hallelujah. We've been low-key apostolic long enough. We've been low-key Pentecostal long enough. We've been low-key Christian long enough. The world's coming out. Hallelujah. It's time for you to pick up your head and straighten your back and let folks know I'm not ashamed of who I am in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not coming low key. Verily, verily, truly, truly, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then Nicodemus said, well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he, can he enter a second time? into his mother's womb and be born. And once again, our Lord and Savior didn't pull any punches. He answered him the second time the same way he answered him the first time. Verily, verily. Amen. I say unto thee, except a man be born of the... I'm not whispering. I'm not being low-key. I'm not coming in on the back porch. We're not going to dim the lights or make sure nobody else is listening. Verily, verily, 
Listen to me, Nick. You need to be born of the water and of the spirit if you want to enter the kingdom of God. Is that the book? Is that the word? I'm thankful for a man, a savior, a God that was boldly proclaimed what it takes to be in the kingdom of God. Amen. Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Water and spirit. Y'all still with me? Water and spirit equals the kingdom of God. Water and spirit equals the kingdom of God. In case you didn't hear me, water and spirit equals the kingdom of God. Is my mic on? Water and spirit equals the kingdom of God. Come on, say it with me. I want to make sure we all get it. Water and spirit equals the kingdom of God. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus must have been looking at Jesus like, what in the world are you talking about? Because Jesus looks at him and says, marvel not that I say unto thee, you must Will y'all help me preach? Look at your neighbor and say, you must be born again. Oh, that's good. Tell mama again. That's, is that Nick sitting there beside you? Which I can't keep up with him. Whatever his name is, he got the Eddie Munster uh, hairline like Wendy. Look, look at your mom and tell her again. You must. You must. Be, you must be born again. And Nicodemus is scratching his head. And Jesus, Jesus said, marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. Then Jesus gives this example. The wind bloweth where it listeth, wherever it wants to. And you can't tell whether it's coming or whether it's going. He said, but you hear the sound that it makes. He's trying to help Nicodemus understand this concept of being born of the Spirit. And he said, the wind comes and it goes and you don't know where it came from or whether it went. He said, but you hear the sound that it makes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Amen. Now, verse number nine and verse number 10 gives us some insight, Uncle Phil, into why everybody wants to skip to verse 16. While everybody gets in this line, John 3, 16, verse 9 and 10 will give us some insight as to why. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? What in the world? You're, you're talking crazy. What kind of talk is this? I don't understand. I don't get it. He's scratching his head. I'm going to mess my hair up today. He's scratching his head. What are you talking about? How can these things be, Jesus? What in the world are you talking about? In verse 10, Jesus said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? You don't understand these things? How can these things be? 
See, this is a very smart man, a very learned man, an educated man, a doctor, if you will, in the Word of God. And this very smart, learned doctor of theology in God's Word is looking at Jesus and saying, I just don't get it. I don't understand what you're talking about. This new birth and being born again and born of the water and of the Spirit. It's leaving this very smart, wise, popular man scratching his head. How can these things be? If I've told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe? If I tell you of heavenly things, hear me today. I'm about to preach. Hear me this afternoon. Being born again is anything but an earthly experience. You didn't get it. Being born again, getting yourself ready to meet the Lord when that trumpet sounds and having your sins remitted in your life is anything but an earthly experience. It is an out of this world, supernatural, miraculous experience with God. And you will get earthly explanations of heavenly things from individuals who do not have the gift of the Holy Ghost. Y'all didn't get it. Amen. Without a divine revelation that only comes through the Holy Ghost, you will get an earthly explanation of a divine experience of being born again. I ain't saying it good enough. I need one of these good preachers to preach this. I said without a divine revelation from God that only comes through the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you will get an earthly explanation to a heavenly experience of being born again. That's good preaching. Amen. Oh, I said you'll get an earthly explanation like being born of the water means, you know, when you're born and your mother's water breaks. You ever heard that one? Many times I've heard that. That's what that means, being born of the water. It's when your mom's water breaks. Earthly explanation of a divine encounter. Man, I'm feeling my help coming. It's an earthly explanation of a divine encounter with God. When someone tells you being born of the water, being born again is when your mother's water breaks when you're born. Or being born of the Spirit is when you shake the preacher's hand. Or when you say a prayer after someone else. Or when you sign a card that admits you're a sinner. Listen, y'all, having an explanation is not the same thing as having the explanation. I said an explanation is not the same thing as the explanation because there is an the explanation right here in this book 
and I'm about to share it with you. And I'm going to show you what the book said about being born of the water and being born of the Spirit. Being born again is more than shaking a man's hand. It's more than signing a card or more than a profession of faith in Jesus. It is an out-of-this-world supernatural experience with almighty Adonai Elohim, Jehovah God of the Old Testament and the one that's coming to get us in just a few days when he blows that trumpet. It is an experience. It's heavenly things. It's not earthly things. It's something straight out of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And it's an experience that will forever change you from your innermost being, from the very body, soul, mind, and spirit that'll make you walk different and make you talk different and make you look different and make you act different. Come on, from the very inside to your very outside. He said, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Everything changes when you're born again. It's more than a handshake. It's more than a profession. It's more than signing a card. Amen, and I'm going to share with you what the Bible says about it. Amen. Somebody say, praise the Lord. Lord. Where in the Bible, and I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings today, and I'm almost done preaching. So if your feelings are hurt, I'm about done hurting your feelings. Where in the Bible? Somebody show me. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be rude. But where in the Bible... Does it say, shake the preacher's hand and you'll be saved? Where in the Bible did someone repeat a prayer after someone else leading them in a prayer and they got saved? Is it in there? Where in the Bible did someone sign a card admitting that they were a sinner and they got saved that way? Let me tell you where, nowhere. It's a place called nowhere. It didn't happen in the Bible. But can I share with you what did happen in the Word of God when people got saved? Can I show you in the book where people got saved according to the Word of God? How people were born of the water and people were born of... Hey, it's in here. Oh, it's better than ragu. Y'all don't remember that old commercial, but it's in here. Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, it's in there. It's in the Word of God. I'm going to show you in the Bible. I'm not going to tell you what my denomination says. I'm not going to tell you what my uncle told me. I'm not going to tell you what the preacher told me. I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. Remember the words of Jesus Christ. Water and spirit equal kingdom of God. Water and spirit equal. See, some of y'all, some of you are like, oh, this preacher's really on my nerve. I hope I am. Water and spirit. 
Y'all watching on Facebook? I love you. Amen, I love you. We may not see eye to eye, but I love you. Amen. Can I just share the book with you? I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings or make nobody mad, but can I share what the book says, what the Word of God says? Jesus said, water and spirit equal the kingdom of God. Acts 8, verse 12. Somebody say, water and spirit equal kingdom of God. Somebody say it. Acts 8 and 12. But when they believed Philip's preaching concerning the what? Kingdom of God. Remember, water and spirit equal kingdom of God. Amen. And when they believed Philip's preaching concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, what? They were baptized, both men and women. Then verse 17 says, then they laid their hands on them and they received what? Water and spirit equal the kingdom of God. Come on now. I'm in the book. I'm in the Bible, the one that's on your coffee table, the one that's in your chair, the one that's on your pew at church. I'm in the book. Water and spirit. When they believed Philip's preaching the concerning the kingdom of God, they were water baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Water spirit equals the kingdom of God. Acts 19, 5 through 8. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And he went into the synagogue and spake boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning what? The kingdom of God. When they heard his message, they got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and he laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost speaking in a language they had never learned. Water and spirit equal the kingdom of God. Y'all still with me? This is not an explanation. It is the biblical explanation amen Jesus told Nicodemus he must be born of water and of spirit he must be born again do you know the only other person to utter those words born again was the apostle Peter come on go check me out the only other person that utters those very words, born again, was the Apostle Peter. 1 Peter 1, 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. Amen. He's not talking about when your mama's water broke and you were born. Not corruptible, but incorruptible. New birth has nothing to do with this earth. It's a heavenly experience. And what did that same Peter preach that you needed to do to be saved? Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Water and spirit equal the kingdom of God. Born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. Anybody got a woo? 
Water and spirit equal the kingdom of God. Born again. They were, listen to me. Oh, this is good. Amen. I'm going I'm I'm to amen myself. Brandon, thanks for mowing me yard. Amen. Hallelujah. Water and spirit equal the kingdom of God. Born again. They were baptized in water. Physical water. Now, hear me. Without the infilling of the Holy Ghost, you will get an earthly explanation of a heavenly experience. They were literally baptized in H2O. baptized in H2O they were immersed in H2O they were put under in H2O water amen the word baptized is the Greek word baptizo which means to be immersed or totally overwhelmed They were water. Come on. I know this is elementary to some of you, but some of you have gotten an earthly explanation of a heavenly experience. And I'm trying to show you what the Word of God says about that experience. And when it said they got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, they were immersed totally in water. Water and spirit equal the kingdom of God. Acts 8 and 36. See, here's water. Is it in the book? Is it in the Bible? Here's water. Verse number 38. And they went down, both of them, where? Into the water. Here's water. What does hinder me to be baptized? Kyler, how old are you? How many? Do you understand that? This 13-year-old boy understands it. You want to know why he understands it? Because he's already been to the water. (laughs) That 13-year-old boy can give you a heavenly explanation of a heavenly experience because he's already been born again for himself. Oh, anybody already been to the water? <laughs> Woo. Woo. Hallelujah. Acts 10 and 47. Peter said, can any man forbid water? Look at your neighbor and say, water. Come on, I appreciate y'all helping me preach today. But somebody else needs a little further convincing. He said, can any man forbid water? Water. Water. Can any man forbid H2O? That this people right here, this Cornelius and his bunch, that they should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost 
as well as we. They got baptized in water. Water and spirit equals H or, or, or water and spirit equals the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. Water and spirit equals the kingdom of God. The new birth experience, hear me today, is a supernatural encounter with heaven. Amen. How can these things be? Nicodemus said, how can these things be? Jesus said, somebody say, Jesus said it. Oh, I know I'm getting y'all to help me more than you usually do, but I need some help. Amen. I need, Wendy says that to me all the time. You you need to get some help. I I, I need help. Amen. I need y'all to help me preach today. Especially those of you that have experienced what I'm preaching about. Jesus said, somebody say, Jesus said it. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Oh, don't miss it. In my name they shall cast out devils. These these signs shall follow them that believe. Oh, I'm going to preach it anyhow. I I, I wish I'd have asked so-and-so to come to next Sunday. Hey, hey, so-and-so's here on the right Sunday. They needed to hear this. I need to hear it. I wish, I wish Tucker was here to hear it today. He can't hear it enough. One of these days when he becomes an age of accountability and, and, and the Lord starts working on him like he was working on Nicodemus, I, I, I want him to hear the heavenly explanation of a heavenly experience. I don't want some earthly somebody that thinks they know to explain an earthly experience of something that happens in the heavenlies. I want him to know what the book says. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Y'all listening? They shall speak with new tongues. Now I I can go along with the water baptism stuff. You know, but you're getting out there now, preacher. You're getting that. That's, that's, how can the, you Nicodemus today. You're, you're, you're a modern day Nicodemus. How can these things be? What in the world are you talking about speaking in other tongues? Hear me. Y'all want to hear the book? Don't listen to me. Listen to the book. When the Holy Ghost fell for the very first time. In the book of Acts, chapter number two, verse number one says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and set on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. When the Holy Ghost fell for the very first time, it was evidenced by the miraculous. It was evidenced by something straight out of heaven. It was evidenced. How can these things be? How is that possible? They spake with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Acts chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. Verse 46. For they heard them speak with tongues. 
That's how they knew that they had been filled with the Holy Ghost. For they heard them... Hey, I'm giving you a heavenly explanation to a heavenly experience today. This is how it happened in the Bible. For we heard them speak with tongues. Acts 19, 6. And when Paul laid hands on them, they began to speak with tongues as the Holy Ghost fell on them. They spake in other tongues. How can these things be? That's just weird. That's just weird. That's speaking in tongues, that's just weird. That's weird. You may tell you what else is weird? Let me tell you something real weird. This is really weird. You know, I've often thought, I've done a lot of funerals, and I've thought, Brother Danny Wolf, many times, what if I was talking over that person, and all of a sudden that lid popped open, and they raised up out of there. That freaked me out. I'd be like, whoa, that's weird. That's, that tongue talking's weird. You know what else is weird? One of these days, there's going to be a trumpet sound. Somewhere off to our east, the sky is going to open up. <laughs> and graves all over are going to start popping open. These grave all over the place. Think about, I've been over in Lee County. I've, done, I, I, I've been to graves over I, I, I've done uh, funerals over there, all over down Fairview, you know, them old family cemeteries. and They're, they're hand-digging graves down there, everywhere, all over the place. Just right out the road here, there's a, there's, there's a cemetery just right out there, Churchill Memory Gardens. And you know what? In just a few days, something real weird's going to happen, Brother Mike. Somebody's going to blow a trumpet over here in this eastern sky, and graves are going to start popping open. People going to be laying there like this, how they were left. And a trumpet's going to sound. And all of a sudden, they're going to start raising up. And you know what else is weird going to happen, Sister Janice? They're going to start flying. People are going to start flying. They're going to come up out of those graves and they're going to start flying. And people that are not a part of that are going to be like, what in the world is going on here? That's weird. But you know what's going to carry those folks' carcass out of that grave? That Holy Ghost experience. That weird Holy Ghost experience. That when they found their way to an altar one day and repented of their sins and they went down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus and God filled them with the jet fuel that it's going to take to carry you out of here one day. Somebody, somebody, somebody ought to praise the Lord right now. Get a 
Come on, somebody. Let's, let's create an atmosphere right now. Come on, any Holy Ghost filled people in this building. I'm talking about an encounter with Almighty God straight out of heaven. Come on, stand with me, would you? Come on, come on, somebody. Come on, let's talk to Jesus here just a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let your mind wander right now. Trying to find you a place of faith. Come on. Come on. How can these things be? If I've told you of earthly things and you believe not, how will you believe when I tell you of heavenly things? Heavenly things. What I've preached to you this afternoon over the last 30 or 40 minutes is heavenly things. He said, things that happen in the spirit. It's the miraculous. It's the supernatural. And I don't care what anybody told you. He's still a miracle working God. He still operates in the miraculous. How do you know, preacher? Because I've been a partaker. Heavenly. Have, come on, lift your hands right where you are. In the name of Jesus. Lord, let the supernatural happen in this. It's weird, it's weird, it's weird. I don't care whether it's weird or not. We're talking about the supernatural encounter with God today. He can fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on. Forget about everything else here for just a few minutes and concentrate on the Lord. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, don't be looking around. Would you, would you, just, would you just close your eyes? And if you would, I'm, I'm asking you, it's, it's not a commandment. I'm asking you, if you would like to have an encounter with Jesus today, would you just lift your hands? Almighty God, Almighty God, I want that miraculous in my life. Come on, ain't nobody looking, ain't nobody looking. I, I, I want to have everything you've got for me, Lord. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you for joining our podcast. We want to invite you to our church Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, Sunday afternoons at 345. We want to say thank you for joining us and also tune in next time for our podcast, Messages from the Promise.